You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack them. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city six rings. D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong history. And we good on that, put Jilla on the track and we good on whack. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap. Bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty. Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty. Me, I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me. Banners on banners, we winners. We got the stats in the news. Go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose. Tapping with us, we the truth. Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz. I am joined by my dude, Goose, a.k.a. Bull Scripted. We're here to talk media day, man. We're live, kind of an impromptu live, but we're here to talk media day. Before we do that, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at on Tap Sports. Not following Goose at Bull Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also, if you are somebody that joins us in the live Twitter comment section, you can't interact with us anymore if you're on Twitter because Periscope is now gone. So if you'd like to interact and ask questions or just get into the discussion, go over to the YouTube page, subscribe to that. Um, I don't know if you knew about that, Goose. Do you know how they, they did us dirty on the Twitter? I did not. Twitter yeah. and Periscope had a breakup, huh? Yeah, uh, well, Periscope, I think, folded is what happened. I think they're done. They're just, they're just gone. Yeah, they're gone. Oh my God, this Bud Light seltzer. That was a lot sweeter than I thought it'd be. Well, <clears throat> Chicago's Bulls Media Day was today, and obviously a lot of excitement surrounding, you know, everything, I guess. You know, surrounding the team, surrounding the new acquisitions to the team, surrounding Arturo's Karnashovas, Mark Eversley. You know, I didn't see Mark Eversley. Um, it was uh, Mark Eversley and Billy D in the beginning of it to kick it off, but. Um, Initial impressions for it, I liked what Billy Donovan said today. I liked what Arturis Karnaschova said today. And I think if anybody brought us down to earth more, it was Arturis Karnaschova. Because a lot of Bulls fans are to the moon right now, which I'm not going to lie to you, I am. I know you are. I mean, we're going to be sitting in the 200 level opening night at the United Center. You know, home opener. We're going to be there. And we're stoked on it. But he said it, it's a prove-it thing first. And I think, like, I just wanted to start off with that. Like, what were your takeaways from – our chorus talking and how he like said, yes, I built this roster. We're committed to Zach, but we need to see what happens here. No, I mean, I think the message from our tourists through the key pieces on this team and the acquisitions that were at, it was pretty consistent. Um, I don't feel like any of them think that any of this is gifted or uh, guaranteed or something to take for granted that just because you got these names that uh, we're a playoff team. Uh, they understand that starting tomorrow, um, is is the very beginning of something that's hopefully special, but it's going to take a lot of work and it is going to take sacrifice. Uh, so I think Artur setting that tone at the top uh, with it being echoed by Mark and Billy uh, on down through Tamar, Zach and Lonzo is exactly the page that you want to be on. Uh, that said, it is just media day. Uh, it's easy to say the words. Uh, we'll see if the actions follow through here. Yeah, and that's and, that, and again, that's another thing that I felt like, you know, was brought up too. So our, our boy. <laughs> 
following through on things, right? And that is kind of a transition into following through on Zach Levine. And Arturis, you know, got a question from none other than our guy, Joe Colley. And I love how Colley talks on there because, like, I, I can't wait to have him on the pod. I just talked to him a couple days ago. He's, he's down to come back on and bullshit with us. But, like, it's just so funny to me. It's like, you know, you have KC asking, like, these questions. You know, KC carries himself with a very, you know, very deep voice, but, like, a professional tone. And Colley's like, hey, AK, you know, like, what's what's going on with this shit? Like, I could just see Colley with a blunt hanging from his mouth and a fucking thing of scotch sitting next to him just asking these questions. And it just cracks me up. But he goes – you know, with Zach's contract situation, right? Um, you know, in him being in the final year, is it a prove it year for him? Is is this you've surrounded him with the talent? And Arturis Karnashovis was quick to saying, I think that we've already kind of shown. I'm paraphrasing here, but I, I think we we're quick to show that we are building around Zach and we want Zach to be here for a long time. Now, is that front office bullshit, Goose, or is that like real shit? No, that's real shit. That's that's him coming off the cuff and looking at you and going, do you think I traded for Nikola Vucevic because I didn't see something in Zach Levine? Like, uh, that that was the start. That was the, all right, I'm here. When we came in, we said we're going to make this team cool again. We said we're retooling. We didn't say we're rebuilding. And they've done exactly that. I mean, nothing they've done suggests that they're not building around Zach. Um, I guess maybe other than Zach not being on a contract extension currently, but that's probably just as much on their end of doing their due diligence. Zach has the pieces around him now. Is Zach a winning player? Zach gets the chance to prove that. Coming into the season, Zach knows he has the pieces. Zach knows that that is kind of uh, on his plate. He's expected to win now. There's no more rebuilding. We're not tanking. Jim Boylan isn't here. This is fucking it. You have two fellow All-Stars who are on the back end of their prime in this two-year window. In your contract year, it's time to win. And every move has been built around Zach. So uh, to have the questions or concerns about Zach's future, I guess, might come down to Zach's performance itself. Uh, is he going to be eligible for that Supermax extension? All-NBA team for that. Exactly. So he's got to make an all-NBA team. Uh, with a- and that's not easy, man. No, it most definitely isn't, um, but Julius Randle made an All-NBA team last year. He did. So yeah, he did. It, it, is, it is not impossible. Zach is coming into the season ranked a top-five shooting guard. Uh, two of them make, you know, All-NBA. So we will see if Zach's going to be one of those guys. And I think with a competitive roster, AK and Mark have put him in a position to get himself on that roster too. And that's part of, you know, committing to a guy and showing that you are invested in him and, hey, no, we're not going to hold you back from getting that achievement that would make us have to pay you more money to keep you here. We we want to give you the ammo to reach those goals, and that's what the Bulls did this offseason. They loaded up. They said, here you go, Zach. Go show us what you're worth, and let's hope that Zach's worth a whole bunch of money. Well, I, I think he is. I mean, even if the Bulls have a hard time, because there's another tone in, in this media day, these press conferences, not only did AK say it, not only did Billy say it, not only did Zach say it, Vooch said it, and so did DeMar DeRozan. And I watched them very closely. The only one that's like not, that didn't really say shit like that was Lonzo. Um, but they were saying like, we're all new to each other. We all need to learn to play with each other. And that was something that kind of, I don't want to say built in excuse, right? Like that's not what I'm saying, but it's just, it's just like, listen, man, there, 
they will acknowledge there might be some growing pains there. Um, you know, but I think Zach and, and DeMar hit it, you know, directly on the head. Cause I don't know if you got to watch DeMar shit fully. I wrote an article for on tap about it, about how he's just like, no nonsense. Didn't want any, any stupid question that he felt came his way. He just completely brushed off. It was just very direct and sincere with his answers. But Zach and DeMar said, they're all pros pros. They don't care about how many shots they're getting a night. They just need to learn how to play together and they're hoopers. So they'll know how to do it. I guess I have a tad bit of a concern for Zach in general is, um, I mean, we've seen new teams get together and I'm not trying to equate this team to it, but think there is a lot of talent on this team. Remember like when the heat got back together and I know it's not to that degree, but those guys had a hard time. It started off like nine and eight or some shit. And I, obviously they rebounded and they were did fine, but like these guys playing together, a couple ball dominant dudes in the lineup, it, it could be difficult for Zach off the bat and he'll have to rebound rather quickly to, you know, I think the numbers are going to dip for him, but I think that if he goes along the side, like along those lines, if he care, doesn't give a fuck about that, just like Demar said, and they just want to win. I think that's when you'll see Zach ascend. Um, and I, we just got to know if he can play like that. So, I mean, is Zach scoring going to drop that much or is it just Zach's playmaking so. responsibilities? Because I, Zach had to do everything last year. This well, year, that's the thing. Have he doesn't have to. As your driving kick player, you got Lonzo as your connector and your, you know, top of the key initiator. Um, I'm sure Zach's going to have plenty of those responsibilities too, but I don't think Zach's going to dip that much. Uh, we, we say ball dominant, but at the same time, just because you're good with the ball doesn't mean that you need the ball. No, uh, Zach's great off ball. He is. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to look at rhythms and how to get set. I still see Zach's anywhere from 23 to 25 points per game. So, I mean, he was at, what, 27.4 last year. I don't think he's going to be – I think he'll take about a two- or three-point-per-game hit, but that's fine as long as the efficiency stays. That's the most important thing. And, I, and again, the reason well, I say I think there might the be – The efficiency should get better too, right? Oh, clearly, yeah, absolutely, because he's not having to chuck up as much bullshit as he was before, hypothetically. We'll see how that – obviously how that turns out. You know, I, I, I just I, – I wonder how it's going to look, you know, like – trying to set Vooch and, you know, to make not just for him to get his touches, but for him to be maximized as the best player that he can be on the court. Same for DeRozan and Lonzo. Lonzo actually, and we'll get into Lonzo a little bit here too. Organic conversation. We're drinking smoke. We're having a good time here. So Lonzo says today that he's excited to be back to the role of traditional point guard. I see him get kind of shit on goose after that, just on Twitter because he then went on about, I, I, you're smiling because I think you know what I'm talking about. He was like three, five minutes later, he goes, uh, you know, this is an era of positionless basketball. So it's like contradicted what he had just said a couple minutes ago. But I think that he, whatever, he seems excited, but I wonder how he looks this year too. Cause I mean, how is he going to be? Is he going to have the ball? Is he going to feel like he did with Zion and Ingram having Zach Vooch and Damar there? Like, you know, there's so many different question marks, man. I I mean, I'm still excited. I think they're well, good. We, we did see DeMar go out of his way to give Lonzo a lot oh, of credit. I yes, mean, did. point guard and how easy that that uh, will make things for everybody else. Yeah. Uh, all indications are that Billy does intend to give Lonzo uh, more control than he had in NOP last year. Though Billy also told Lowry that he was going to get all the touches he needed and he was going to do this and he was going to do that. And it all sounds great on media day. Um, how, Zach, I think... What's going to be crucial here is Zach and Lonzo's respect and like for each other. Like they're they're friends coming into this experiment. 
Yeah, they work out like, all the time together too. Is that you know? So that's good. so Lonzo understands the kind of player Zach is. He knows Zach needs the ball, and Zach uh, can take the ball out of his hands at any point in time. Um, I, I think that understanding and that friendship and that relationship is going to be crucial for their dynamic and feeling that out. As where Demar is kind of just like, "What you need me to do, I'm going to do. I know how this works. I've been here long enough. He's ready to do whatever." Um, even if that's Billy wants him to stand in the corner, <laughs> like, he'll, he'll do it. Um, so I think Zach and Lonzo's friendship, their relationship is going to be huge for their dynamic as where DeMar's experience is just going to be huge. Um, and he said that himself. He said, you know, I've had a lot of different roles. I've been in a lot of different situations. And what's awesome for me coming here at this spot is I get to take all that and put it into one on a team uh, that is starting fresh and needs to discover an identity. Uh, and I can be the things that they need me to be. So uh, as much as we're talking about fit and we're worried about who's going to fall off and who's going to, you know, excel in their new role, I I think the fit is, like DeMar would say, we're, we're basketball players. Um, yeah, right. right. In, in theory, Lonzo's a better defender than Sato. DeMar might not be a good defender, but he's a better defender than Lowry. So defensively, you did get better. It wasn't, like, drastically better, but – you still got better. Um, curious to see who's at the three or the four with Pat out early. Yeah, that's something that we got to tell. We haven't talked about either. That's that was crushing to me. I know he's going to be back, like because it was retroactive to what the fifteenth, right? So, like, if we if they play their cards right and he heals up in the four week timeline, he's back before the regular season starts. If not, if it's at six weeks, he's going to miss like four or five games. Um, that was crushing to me. If people don't know what we're talking about, it's, it's the ankle sprain that Pat Williams, um, was diagnosed with. He got it in a non bulls act basketball activity, which what is kind of killed me was shortly after we got the Pat news, we got news that Zion had fractured his foot and had surgery, but he's going to be ready for the regular season, but Pat's not. So that killed me a little bit. Well, I, I don't... I don't understand that though, because I'm not in like the medical profession, obviously, but like you'd think a fucking surgery on a broken foot would be. See, I think what it comes down to is like surgery's instant repair. You're waiting for that heel to go down or whatever to to finish doing it. It's had help heal. That's where your ankle, there's really not, you're just waiting. It's got to be natural. So putting a timetable on that might be harder. Uh, Yeah. I, I'm in an alt medical field, but I damn sure don't know anything about that. So, um, no, that was a little baffling to me, and hopefully uh, it airs more on the side of how Pat felt when he sprained it. He was like, oh, I thought it was fine. Uh, and that was in – You thought of, wrong, motherfucker. <laughs> no, yeah, that was in Joe's article. Um, you know, young guys always think they're fine, and then the MRI slapped him in the face with some reality, and – uh, we'll see how he heals, but hopefully for the home opener, we get some P will action. Cause I don't know how many games we're going to get to. If that's the only one we get to this year, I, I don't want to miss out on P will. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on P will either. I mean, I'll, you know, I'll be, well, yeah, with this whole COVID stuff, um, like, you know, rearing its ugly head back. Uh, I, I'm very concerned about my tickets and what's going to happen here for not only the bulls, but the bears too. And a white Sox postseason run. Um, but that was another thing that people were asked about today. And I think that a lot of teams played that pretty, 
pretty close to the chest with the vaccinations. I'm not going to touch too much on that, but I just saw somebody write and ask that. So I just said, okay, I'll answer that. Like, yeah, I don't know what they did. It's none of my business. I just want to watch them. The player, it's the same thing for your company policy at work. These are the rules that my company makes me follow. Yeah. Uh, this is what we have to do. Uh, everything else, uh, not going to talk to you about. That's my personal information. Right. Your, your, you know, your medical rights are all under your HIPAA rights. So right. you don't have to tell anybody about that that you don't want to. Um, I, I quite frankly, I kind of think it's a, an ignorant fucking question too. On you know, on like during the media day and everything. Like, can't we just have a time where it's like we don't have to hear about it for a minute? Can we be excited and not have to be reminded? Especially for Zach, who right. got it twice and has had to go through the protocols twice. Right. Like, you think Zach wants to talk about COVID? No. No, he wants to talk about fucking hooping. You know, I don't think any of them would want to be there and talk in general, you know, but, uh, you know, they just want to go out there. And I, I, again, I love the demeanor of pretty much everybody out there. Um, now, 13 spots are guaranteed on the roster, Goose. Um, there are two guaranteed spots left. Any, any inclination on who you think is going to grab the last two? I think Eliza Johnson is going to be one of them. I mean, I think it should be Eliza and Stanimal. Uh, I think that depth and that versatility uh, at that wing position that we lacked last year, especially with P. Will uh, having this injury early, I think both of those guys should make the team. Um, outside of that, I mean, I feel like we need another big. Well, they so, added Daniel Oturu today. Okay. Um, how many times have you heard that name before today? Uh, I think once, actually, and that was in the uh, – Actually, a couple times because I watched some Clippers basketball last year. But he, I heard it from the 2020 draft in my mocks that I will always read and shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, yeah, don't know that guy. Not gonna, it's not gonna make the roster. I'll yeah, tell you that yeah right that's, now. that's like semi shit too. Like, you, right. we got all excited, plenty. Whoa, plenty whoa, 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 Don't you talk about that legend like that, you son of a bitch. Where's the legend at, bro? Where's he at? In the G League. <laughs> okay. Okay. There could be legends in the G League too. You're being ignorant right now. <laughs> you're being you're being ignorant. No, I'm just kidding. So it, it's Johnson and Johnson, Aturu, Matthew Thompson, right? Or no, Matthew Thomas, right? Yep, and then Matthew Ethan Thomas. Thompson, and then there's another one, and I don't. I, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy. God damn it! So no, I, I think we're sticking Johnson and Johnson. That's 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 who's going to make the team. Yeah, uh, just with how you know versatile they are i agree i tend to agree with you there they can play no, I think you guys your all-star big and vooch that you plan on taking up 35 plus minutes a night you got your backup kind of anchor in bradley and then you got your long-term project in marco i don't think you're trying to clog it up too much to the point where marco is getting put on the back burner to where he's feeling like why did i even come over um so i think with that in mind i think our guards are pretty set just having that depth on the wing is probably priority for me yeah, you know who wasn't really included in media day that much? Kobe White. I thought we'd get something, some sort of interview. Did you see any? I didn't see any. I did not. I saw him taking pictures with Lonzo. Yeah, so I saw him taking pictures. All right with there. Yeah. Um, but, no, we did not get much from Kobe there. And I'm going to tell you this, too, man. Like, listen, I, you know me. I, I mean, th this is our third season doing this together. The show is our third media day that we've covered together. Like, can they just fucking get it right, dude? Like, why am I having to watch this shit on NBC, uh, YouTube, and then being fucking notified when 
Lonzo or on the Facebook or the Twitter that Lonzo or Zach or Vooch are up at the fucking podium talking. Like, I can't keep up. And then as they're talking, another one's on NBC and you're missing all this shit. Like, it is just so hard to cover when it's all going on. Like, they got to have a better system than that. Or, hey, just let me go next year, please. For the love of God, Bulls, let just, us be just, there. Just give me a pass. Um, I was at work today, so I didn't have to do all the juggling. I just came home and went on Twitter and watched the videos that I wanted to watch. Which would have been way better if I would have done that. If I would have just fucking waited it out and then just kind of sifted through instead of at the same time, like, oh, here's Jason Goff, Will, and Kendall interviewing Lonzo over here. But Zach's on the, you know, with the prize. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a tough choice. Do I, do I listen to Zach? Do I listen to, to, to Lonzo because I'm a ball boy or what, what do I do? Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, where, where do I go from here? Do, do I put one of your bed in each ear? Like, uh, how, how do I solve this problem? So then I, I, I strict, you know, I go solely to Zach because Zach switches over from the press to NBC. And then the Bulls Twitter and Facebook goes dark for a minute because, you know, they're redoing. It. Then it's tomorrow. And I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to miss this again. I, I completely screwed Vucevic. I, I only heard like eight things that he said. Like, there was nothing else I even heard. Because, like, as soon as Vooch would come on, someone else I was more interested in wanting to hear came on. Not that I don't love Vooch, but, I mean, you know, I wanted to hear one of the newest additions. I already heard Vooch and what he thought of the city when he got here last year. So, it was just very frustrating. They need to fix that shit. It was very irritating as a fan having to bounce around like that. I already have ADHD. I'm sure everybody who watches this knows this. But, like, holy shit, for me trying to focus in on those things, I think I might have died twice. I don't really know. Yeah, the, the NBA does a lot of things right. Media day coordination would not be one of them. Yeah, just so terrible, man. It's just like, fuck, you can't keep up with – I don't even give a fuck about the other teams. I just – my own team. Just like have them go in a line, you know, like, okay, this guy's coming up here, and then NBC uh, the other be, got from, though, did, did you catch any of what Cat had to say to the media? I found that a little interesting. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns? No, I did not. I didn't see you anything. You will have to look today. into that. He was uh, pretty much an open book. Uh, he threw Jimmy under the bus a little bit. In no. His, yeah, in his rant, he kind of went on to uh, reiterate that, you know, he's been here from the beginning. There's been nothing but instability and change and uh, he's not wrong. inconsistency. Yeah. Um, and he's been a consummate professional throughout the whole thing. He said, I've been scapegoated. Um, he's da, not, da, da, da. he's not wrong. No, he's not. I mean, I don't think that Jimmy was necessarily wrong either, but um, Cat is not wrong. He, he has been thrown under the bus. He has not gotten consistency. And uh, the things that he likes tend to disappear rather quickly. Um, and he was fond of the GM who has been putting this together for them that his, uh, was let go here. So, yeah, Cat was an open book. Uh, definitely look up some footage on Will. Because um, as much as, yeah, we don't care about other teams, but if Cat's on the market, that that, that, that is something we might care about. Well, I watched the Pelicans because, you know, like I told you, I, I, I just like the Pelicans. I think it's because Gar goes what over there. What was going on with their camera? It was adding like 30 pounds to everybody. Did you Ingram. see Ingram? Ingram he looked looks, like fucking like he looked like he got stung by a bee. He looked like he had an allergic reaction going on. Bro, he looked like the ma- he looked stocky like the macho man. I'm like, oh shit! If he puts some muscle on, could you imagine how much easier it is for him to get to his spots and, and draw fouls and get to the line? He's gonna be knocking bitches out of the way with how long he is, dude. 
fuck off. He's going to be – like, I love Brandon Ingram. He's a great player. He's fun to watch. But he, if he's getting that oh, I remember big, trying to steal him from the Lakers with that Dane contract for the longest time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Send us Dane back with Ingram. You know, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, dang, dang, yeah, totally. It's totally fine. You know, hey, dang, $20 million a year if you send me Brandon Ingram, no problem. No, yeah, no shit. And then <laughs> I saw Zion's uh, take on David Griffin about playing the fucking piano. And he's like, I'm not letting some grown man come in here and play me the piano. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? I guess something that happened in the bubble. Yes, I, yes. Yeah. In the bubble, Griff tried to play the piano for Zion. And, uh, and Zion won't have it. Attempt to connect to him and, yeah, Zion <laughs> This is weird, man. Man, how fucking weird and embarrassing would that be? Like, you know, just getting rejected by this young, like, hey, I want to show you some. This is what I've been working on. So I'm going to connect you. And this dude's like, just get the fuck out of my room, Dave. Get out of my room. Like, hey, I'm Dave, here. I know I'm, you're my boss, but uh, we're not in the music business. So if you could, like, get the fuck out of here, that'd be great. Yeah, you fucking weirdo. Fucking David Griffin, man. He's, he'll never cease to amaze me. I'm glad he's over there. Just, just far away from me. Um, anyway, anything else in media day that I wanted to touch on, um, besides, I mean, we kind of touched on our Taurus's thought process. Um, I feel like a lot of pressure is going to end up on Billy Donovan this year, which isn't necessarily fair, but he's finally I mean, got a competent roster. Um, it's just so new together. I don't want to hate on him right one away. One losing season in his NBA career and it was last year. So, right. uh, I think the pressure's on Billy from himself too, not just from the media, the fans or his locker room. I think Billy is coming into the season with a chip on his shoulder. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. sure when he signed on, he knew the first season was going to be a little rough. Uh, and I'm sure he probably had a pretty good inkling that they planned on moving this forward pretty quickly too. Otherwise he probably wouldn't uh, have signed on to put his reputation in jeopardy. So uh, I'm not too worried about too much pressure being on Billy. I think he's he's going to welcome that. And he's going to be fully prepared for that. Yeah, I, I'm hoping so too, man. I'm trying to think of anything else that we haven't really touched on so much. You know, like so we didn't really see Kobe a lot today. You know, we got to see Pat. He talked about his injury and what he's worked on, and it was clear what he worked on in summer league. That pull up midi, he worked on his three. Did we hear from Caruso at all? I don't remember seeing Alex Caruso at all. No, I, I don't even. Picture. I don't even know if I saw a picture. Did I you? Pictures, yeah. There's pictures of him and Lazo. Okay, I was gonna say because I don't. I don't remember seeing him talk, and I was on top of it, man. I was like, trying. but again, with how they fucking do, yeah. There's Crusoe in this picture. I oh, damn, he does look like Omer Fund. That's so fucked. Uh, God, I feel terrible. I just said that out loud, <laughs> but yeah, you know, like I. Yeah, so Cody Westerlin four hours ago put. It's important to note Alex Caruso hasn't yet spoken. So that was four hours ago. This thing ended around three thirty, I believe. Three, yeah, about three thirty-four o'clock. I and I'm, I'm, I just typed his name in, in the on the Twitter search bar here, and it, there's no quotes or anything. I don't think they got to him. Huh. Like how? How? Like how? I mean, how the fuck in 2017 does campaign think, get to talk and then Caruso doesn't? Because get to he talk? didn't add two formal former all stars and Lonzo well, I, Ball. When he I, guess that's, I guess that's here. true. Yeah, when, you, when you're trotting campaign out there on his scooter, he was the hottest thing in town. He had just traded Doug McDermott and Taj Gibson, and he was the point guard of the future, you know? And it looks like he might have been. He might have had it in him the whole time. We just uh, had a shitty <laughs> development staff. and a I, would like, I would like to give Gar Foreman and John Paxson credit for the rise of Cameron Payne, and I'm going to tell you why. Some people have to hit rock bottom to get to the top. And Gar and Pax were so idiotic. That kid hit rock bottom here. 
with our our old regime. And then he went to Phoenix and he he did some great things. So you know what? He should be thanking the Bulls right now. That's what he should do. He should. The rock bottom. Should, should Antonio Blankeny thank the Bulls for sending him to China too? <laughs> Dude, I heard he tried to rob somebody. He did. He, uh, well, yes. he, uh, he hosted a poker game, and then he had people uh, show up and rob poker game. <laughs> <laughs> but he was on a summer league team this year. So I guess he's uh, he's in the clear on those allegations, or I'm not sure. But uh, oh, he's still floating around the uh, the NBA hemisphere. So we'll see if uh... I remember when KD came out. Oh, did you see that in summer league too? Like the guy, the guy goes, "Hey, uh, KD, is it okay if I call you KD?" See, I, yeah, I hey. that was staged. That was staged. That was fake. I think somebody did some editing. Why do they call you KD? Because my first name is Kevin. And it starts with a K. My last name is Duran. Yes. It starts with a D. I did see that. I, I, I read it was fake. Um, I want to believe it was fake because if that is a real media person with credentials, that is a fucking issue. Yeah, how come we can't? I mean, yeah, I get buzzed up every once in a while, but at least I fucking know that. You know, like, are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. Uh, I don't think there's really much else that went on that we really need to touch on in media day. It was, like I said, it just kind of bounced around all over the place. I was very encouraged by the DeMar words. I know you were too, as you pointed out earlier, you know, Zach, constant professional contract. Yeah, DeMar, I, I definitely want to touch on that again. Though. Yeah, do it, do DeMar's, it. DeMar's words since arriving here have made me do a 180 on my initial take of bringing him in. I, I really why, why is that? Because just the, like the, the demeanor the that he puts the swagger, the amount of, I'm not going to take your shit. I'm not going to take any shit. And just the attitude that he's bringing to this roster is it's the attitude. It's, it's the attitude Daniel Tice had, but in a star player and you're bringing that muscle and that grit and just that, that fucking swag, man. No, you're right. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the price tag. I didn't like having to give up assets for somebody who was technically a free agent. And I understand Bulls didn't have the money to sign him outright, and it was it was necessary. I, I get it. Um, but his his swagger and his approach to all of this um, since getting here has definitely made me do a 180. I'm I am extremely excited for what Demar Derozan is going to bring to this basketball. I am too, man. Like I said, I wrote that article today about how he's just no nonsense. Like, you know, when he was saying that people said they were going to be a good fit, he said it was bullshit. But, you know, the quote that you pointed out earlier that we're all hoopers, we're all basketball players, you know, we're going to go get this done. I think, you know, those are the things that, I mean, I was already sold on DeMar DeRozan because of the playmaking ability and thinking about Zach and Kobe off ball, even Lonzo in the corner, if that's what it, it, it takes to be and him hitting, you know, three pointers at a great clip. I was, I was always enthralled in, in Super excited with the DeRozan uh, trade, the sign and trade deal. Um, you know, I, I guess my favorite quote of the day, if you could pick one, and I know there are so many, but I, my favorite quote of the day actually came from Zach when he was asked about pressure and he said, I'm not a single mom trying to provide for my kids. You know, I'm playing basketball. He goes, Basketball's not pressure. And I was just like, that was another swag thing to me where I was just like, dude, I. I do not – I cannot believe I find myself saying this because I am, like, way more, you know, the name on the front opposed to the name on the back. You know, I, I'm just – I've always been that way with every team. Like, I – besides that marketing jersey I won, I don't have a fucking current Bulls player. The last Bulls jersey I even have is is Rose or Heinrich. 
Your, your Kirk jersey? Yeah, my Kirk jersey. And then I got, you know, Jordan and Pitt. But Zach is just this dude that I, I think he embodies it, – it's so crazy. He's a West Coast guy, you know. But I feel like he embodies Chicago basketball and just that mentality. I don't know if it's because he's grow, grown up here for a couple of years. If you look back at 2017's media day to today, you can see that he's grown. You know, he's become a man in this time. Unbelievable shit, you know. But I think it was my favorite quote of the day. It's just Zach being Zach, you know, like focusing on the task at hand. I don't give – I mean, obviously he cares about his contract. But I think that he is enough professional – and has a good enough mindset to put that shit to the to the curb well, I, and go out there and play. Being so blown out of, I don't think he has to put it to the side. I think he sat down with them and they told him, "Hey, we want you here. Here's the best path to get there, and it's the best path for you too. It makes yeah. sure that you don't leave any question marks or money on the table. It gives you a season with winning and competitiveness in mind in your contract year to go out and do the damn thing and leave nothing on the table. So when we do sit down to ink that deal." You don't have any regrets. You don't have any questions of, oh, well, if we would have done this, could I have gotten that Supermax contract? Could I have done this? So I think all this is very well planned out by them. Um, Zach knows what it is. He knows his money is all but guaranteed as long as he continues to be the player and the person that he is. And Zach hasn't shown any signs of regressing. It's all been progress since showing up in Chicago. And I don't think it's going to be different this year. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you on that. I'm totally with you on that. Any other fucking topics of conversation you want to bring up before we uh, ride on out here? No, I, th- I think we can ride out to uh, the the tone of Zach letting us know that Demar is still in his prime. Yeah, that was another great quote too, man. And as everybody knows, tomorrow marks one week, one week from tomorrow, Chicago Bulls play their first preseason game. Against the Cleveland Cavaliers, we get to see Lowry Marketing, and that's not even the best part. You know who else we get to see, man? You know who else we get to see? Denzel Yeah, we do, baby. And you know he's going to get that play in time, too. That will be the Denzel Revenge game before he gets sent to the G League. Uh, I'm sorry. That was ignorant. I shouldn't have said that. that was- no, it's okay. I'm, I'm laughing because I've been watching Lowry and Denzel on Instagram because I still have them on my feed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they've, they've been yucking it up. Back together again. Let's do it. Let's let's get to work. And it's like, oh, you guys have been doing this for four years already. What do you mean? Let's get to work. When did we start working? Yeah, you know, are we just starting now? Is yeah, we're just doing? yeah. We finally got our feet wet after fucking four or five years in the league. Yeah, we got this shit. We're we're on. We're on one. But yeah, we'll be back. Uh, maybe even after the next preseason game next week, unless any major news goes down, which hopefully it won't. As Pat Williams saying, is will be behind us. He'll be healthy. He'll be ready to go. No more injuries. For the love of God, please. Training camp does start tomorrow. Um, so, you know, if we do come back or any news, we will cover it. Uh, everybody, be sure you're going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap. I'm Bulls on Tap. Socks are making the playoffs, so she, you should follow that too. But at Bulls on Tap, at Ontap Sportsnet, following Goose at Bullscript and me at Buzz on Tap. Five star rating and review. To anywhere you listen to podcasts, if you want to interact with us now, because Twitter, you know, shot us in the head for whatever reason, go over to YouTube, subscribe. You can throw comments in here. We can talk, chop it up, whatever. Uh, We'll be back hopefully sometime this week or next week after the first preseason game. Let's go Bulls.